0: must be out West Auckland (laughs) praise God well you can have a seat I need a drink (laughs) when you were saying all those things I wasn't quite sure who you were talking about I don't mind having a keyboard player here if you don't mind can you come and play it's great thank you The Apostle Paul said, 1 Corinthians 2, 4, I don't come with uh, clever, wise words, but with fear and trembling. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the fear and trembling I struggle with tonight, so I don't have any clever, wise and persuasive words. (laughs) First of all, I just want to thank the Lord for this incredible blessing, being back home. And I will leave everybody tonight. I want to thank my senior pastors, Pastor Tark and Adrian, uh, for their love and care and support in our lives. It's been tremendous, allowing me the privilege of sharing from this pulpit. It's an incredible honor and to be asked to uh, preach here at CU, it truly really is. It's also just, um, great to see Pastor Sam, JB, Pastor Kathy, Pastor Steve, Debbie. What's your name again? Umesh. <laughs> I'm only joking, man. We're actually quite tight, really. <laughs> Nisa, Pastor Helen, Peter and Alison, it's, it's good. It's good. And uh, all the 3,000 other people who've joined since I left. <laughs> I'm joined here with my beautiful wife, Jo. Why don't you stand up, babe, and say hello to everybody. Why don't you do that? My amazing son Micah and my two girls Hannah and Kizia they send their love they couldn't be with us tonight and um, but they said to make sure I say hi to you both and uh, they wish they'll be here uh, we bought a caravan of uh, gifts and people from home in South Auckland Ōtara. so if your car goes missing we're here <laughs> uh, they come to join with me being a part of extended family here in West Auckland And uh, we're just so privileged to be here. I'm going to pray, okay? (laughs) Because I'm quite nervous. (laughs) Father, you're so good. You're good all the time. And we lift your name on high. And we say, blessed be the name of the Lord, our God, It was and is and is to come. There is none like you, Jesus. Yeah. So we just, uh, we thank you for your presence. We thank you that you're here. Yeah. We thank you for what you're doing and what you're about to do. Yeah. We thank you, Papa, that today you open the door, not only just for church children because it's our home, but you're extending it yeah. far beyond what we can imagine. For Lord, there are greater things to come. I yeah. has not seen, ear heard for the yeah. things that the Lord has for us right now. So, Father, we step into that and we receive it and we declare it. Yeah. And we say, Have your way, Father. Yeah. We say yes. We say yes in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. There's a story of a Samoan couple living in Henderson, South Auckland. While his wife, uh, Cindy to her workmates, was at work, her husband, Tim, to his workmates, (laughs) was at work and her husband, Tango, decided to uh, paint their living room here in in Henderson because it was summer. And after that, his wife arrives home. She finds her husband, Tango, lying on the ground in a pool of sweat while wearing two jackets with paintbrushes all over the ground. One was a leather jacket and the other was an outdoor winter um, raincoat. So she asks him, what's going on? Husband said, Tia, I want to prove to you. And all the people's not a tongue and someone bubbles. we are not stupid. I want to show it to them that we are very smart. So I paint the room. So she looked around, she was quite impressed. With the paint job and all that he'd done. But she asked, But why are you wearing two coats? I one reply hey, I read a dis- the description for the direction on the banking, <laughs> and they say, for the best results, put on two goals. <laughs> I think the surname was Twingamala. When I became a Christian 25 years ago, I determined in my heart that I'll never live in the land of could've, would've, or should've. That I'll never live in the land of could've, would've, or should've. And that became a problem for me as a young Christian because I had no idea how to fully live for Jesus until I came to Church Unlimited 24 years ago. One of the defining scriptures in my life from the many I received from Pastor Tart. Help propel me to live in God's promises and his word. To live outside, could have, would have, and should have. Genesis 49 verse 22. Genesis 49, 22. By the way, I've been praying all week. And last week, when I got a phone call from Pastor Tuck and he said, I'd like you to pray. And he said, you need to go and fast and pray. He started laughing. I started fasting. <laughs> I was like, no way. And ever since last week, I've been fasting and praying. I'm like, God, I need work. I'm coming to Church Unlimited. I'm going to be on TV. <laughs> and I prayed and I prayed, and I just didn't have anything. And I remember, Adrian, your word to me. He said, Jesus had a kid with uh, loads and fishes. And the little that he had, he just said, Jesus said, the little I have, God, i give it to you, and you can multiply it and give it out. I'm waiting for the multiplication. <laughs> <laughs> Genesis 49, 22, which is one of the amazing scriptures of this church, says, Joseph is a fruitful vine, a fruitful vine near a spring, whose branches climb over a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Not the wall. Able. It's actually quite specific. When it comes to the things of God for your life, He's actually quite specific. The purpose is for you, not for anyone else, for you. In the context of the scriptures, at the end of the life of Jacob, so He blesses His 12 sons and He gives the blessing a double portion of the inheritance to Joseph. And both joseph's sons become tribes of israel and from the boy to the and one of them and i i went to have some points because i need points <laughs> joseph goes from being the boy or having the boy to the blessing of the father what i mean by that joseph had to leave his father and rely on the things he'd been taught in his father's house yeah. he had to learn to rely on god on his own and Working and being in this house for 12 years under Pastor Tark's leadership and in the home, I've learned three things. Three. Not five, six, seven. Three. And it's actually helped me. Sorry. It's five. (laughs) It's actually three for me, but put down the five. And those three things that have really helped me in my life. It's prayer, yeah. Yeah. fasting, yeah. and the word, yeah. that's it. Yeah. I may not be smart like some people, and that's why I fast and pray. <laughs> I may not be an entrepreneur like some people who write books like Pastor Kathy, and that's why I pray. Uh-huh. I may not understand everything, That's why I read the Word. If there's anything you need in your life, if you can forget anything else, remember to fast. Remember to pray. Remember His Word. Because once you step over that wall, you'll need all the fasting you can get. Every time we come up against a challenge, I don't have the mindset to change anything. I just start fasting. Yeah. I'm like, God, if there's any time you need to come, right now. Yeah. And your word says, if we humble ourselves and pray, yeah. right. you will hear from heaven, Amen. And you'll come yeah. heal the lamb. Yeah. Right. We didn't go to South Auckland to start a church. We actually went to South Auckland to change the city. Otara had the highest suicide rate, uh, abuse, you name it. So we decided to give it a go. And what you learn in the house, you actually apply in, in your life, yeah. wherever you go. And what we learned here, we just replicated over there. When we were faced with a challenge, I just say, "I don't know what Pastor would do." <laughs> oh, it's all right. He would just pray. Yeah. And we pray, and we pray, yeah. pray, yeah. and we pray, yeah. and we pray, yeah. and we pray, yeah. and we pray. Come on. Come on. until heaven comes. fills and we declare the word over and over because he is faithful to his word can I encourage you here do not take for granted what you've got you've actually got it good He didn't pay me to say that he would just give me an honorary room later. <laughs> and looking at this, it's going to be a massive one. <clears throat> Joseph had to get to know God as his father on his own. Yeah. Yeah. And Joseph could have engaged in a foreign culture, but he had an encounter with God at a young age. And this time a struggle away from his family, he had to learn God was still with him. God's provider, God is his identity. God was his life. Still anointed, and his gift of dream and interpretation led him to places of authority. He recognizes God, it was God opportunities. And I knew Jesus as Savior and the Holy Spirit as an empowerer, but I actually didn't know God as my father. And I've been looking for a replacement father in my life, in a man or other men, and I didn't know the heart of the Father, the heart of God the Father until I had an encounter with them. So a few years ago I went to a conference called Father Heart Ministries. And uh, I didn't want to go, my wife Joe said, Hey these are a great um, ministry, you should go to it. And I just I was preaching that weekend, so I thought you know to keep my wife happy, I'll just turn up. Because happy wife, happy everything. And I go down to Christchurch, and as we're sitting there, I I was running late, and there was about 40, 50 people in there. And as I walked in, I was like, "Oh, the guy was talking for ages. (laughs) They didn't even have three points. (laughs) And on and on and on and on and on. And then I came home and I said, Joe, you obviously weren't listening to the Lord. (laughs) Second day, the same thing. The guy was talking about the Father, the heart of God. And on the third day, he talked about heart forgiveness. And he said, some of you are looking uh, to have a relationship with God the Father, but your relationship with your Father on earth uh, is in trouble, And, and, and you need to have heart forgiveness so that you can find the Father heart of God by forgiving your natural Father. And I've been struggling all this time, and so I thought, well, I'm okay so he talked about when you forgive not only do you forgive a person you release them from punishing them for what they didn't do for you wow. and as I was listening to that I was thinking, fair enough and he said so we're going to write a letter to our dads wow. and we're going to ask our fathers for forgiveness for the things that they didn't do for us how they didn't provide Maybe they didn't give us an identity. Maybe, maybe they weren't there for us. And we're going to write a letter asking them for forgiveness, and then we're going to ask Jesus to release them because Jesus took the punishment upon Himself. So we can't punish our parents anymore. So I, well, it's easy. You know, piece of paper. That's right. Get in your corners. I'm so in the corner. So I had to write to my dad. Dear Dad. Five minutes. Dear Father. <laughs> Fifteen minutes. Dear Far by his name. 40 minutes later, dear pastor. <laughs> and I got confused and I thought, who am I writing to? Uh, what then am I writing to? What you don't know is that I'm actually adopted. And at the age of 15, I was told by my auntie that I was actually adopted Had a lunch. And she said to me, did you know that you're adopted? And I was like, I have no idea. And so I was very angry because I realised, and my parents were telling me that my natural father came from Samoa to New Zealand, and he saw my natural mother, and voila! (laughs) (laughs) They didn't even bother to put a ring on it. And when when my natural mother got pregnant, that was the birthing of the Samoa seems a God movement in New Zealand. They just started in Wellington. And so here's my natural mother, who's not married, having a child. And so my uncles, because mourns, warns, when you get your someone gets your sister pregnant, we pray for you. <laughs> we embrace you. We thank you for everything you've done. We say, Jesus, take the wheel. Get on our knees. <laughs> Get my you with a father's love. <laughs> so my two uncles beat up my natural father, and the poor guy was running away to Christchurch. And here is my mother pregnant with me, and she's, she finds out he's going onto into the wharf in Wellington onto a boat to go to Christchurch, and she goes down to the wharf. He's about to board the ship, and she says to him, how about me? And he says, I can't stay here. I'm in danger. I'm going to leave. And she says to him, how about the boy? In his stomach. And he says to her, that's your problem. Wow. So I'm told all these things. Wow. So now I'm like, dear, no not dear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bunch your face. <laughs> Sorry, can I be real here, is that all right? Because I'm at home, so. So I'm, I'm thinking about my natural dad. My natural father took off to Christchurch and he married his wife. And they became the senior pastors of the Samoan Assembly of God in Christchurch. And my natural mother, she went to Wellington and married her husband and became the senior pastors of the Samoan AG in Wellington. And my adopted parents, well, they took moi instead of the church as senior pastors in Wanganui. I, I couldn't get away <laughs> from the ministry. Simon. <laughs> life is broken the church was growing real quick I started to travel around New Zealand but people had no idea in my heart I was breaking so after that a friend of mine the guy who was leading it just said to me, Lukey, can I talk to you and so we went downstairs and he talked to me about Luca, did you know that Jesus paid a price for your dad? And when your natural father asked Jesus for forgiveness, he got forgiven. So if Jesus has forgiven your father, what do you think you need to do? And I said to him, shut up. (laughs) Because I'm minister, I'm pastor now. And then he prayed this prayer Jesus, if you died on the cross and you took the punishment for our sin, I thank you that Luca doesn't have to punish his dad or punish himself anymore because you took the punishment upon yourself. Uh, yeah. And by your stripes, Luca is. All I wanted was a dad. So what every son wants is a dad. So I just start bawling. He grabs me. I'm weeping. God, forgive my dad and the other dad and the other dad. <laughs> There's so many dads. And I'm losing it downstairs. Now, when Europeans cry, I see how you pens cry, right, brother? <laughs> it's not even looking at me. You get a tissue, and you dab. Simon's there is no tissue. <laughs> we are weeping. It's not coming out of your nose.
1: Tears out of your eyes.
0: It was on that day. As I'm about to walk away from him, I see this long, glistening <laughs> light on my friend. And as I look up, my snot from my <laughs> nose on her shoulder. <laughs> it was his reward for looking after me. Why am I quite lengthy on this story? Because it's about someone's life. So I get to ask the speaker at the Psalm On of God conference the following year. You need to understand all my parents, they're ministers in a movement, but they didn't talk to each other for 40 something years. How about me? And so I thought, you know what? I have the Father's love in my heart to forgive. So the conference comes up and I asked the Lord, what do you want me to speak on? The Lord said to me, I want you to speak on heart forgiveness, restoration. So I thought I'd better call my father, my stepdad, because I, I mean my natural father, because he's coming up to the conference. So I called him and I said, listen, I know you're coming up, I need to tell, talk to you. Uh, I'd like to meet you, please. Because I'm going to talk about heart forgiveness and I'm going to talk about us. So he turns up with his wife. I haven't seen him. He's never met my wife, nor has he met the children. This is four years ago. Comes up to a cafe in Starbucks that you don't hear in West Auckland where you do over there. And, stuff. <laughs> and he turns up and he's sitting, he's sitting in the cafe. And I've never seen my dad. Wow. So I walk up to him and, how's it going? And I tell him what happened. And I, I grab his hand. And I said, Dad, I forgive you. I let you go. You don't owe me anything. Wow, awesome. And I said, by the way, you need to meet my wife and your grandchildren. So I call them over. Joe says hello to them and the kids come over and they're kind of standing like, what do we do? And I said, give them a kiss. They embrace, I ring my my natural mother, she comes from Wellington, I do the same. And I said, I'm gonna talk about this and her husband was really angry with me. And he said to me, why are you bringing this stuff up for? We dealt with this. And I said to him, you know what, you haven't been an uncle, you've been a great dad. I'm telling you this because this is what I've learned from this house. The word of God becomes flesh to you. Talks about forgiveness and love. And I say to my natural mother, I'm really sorry, I ask you for forgiveness. You don't owe me anything, I release you. She grabs my hand and she says to me, I've been waiting for 40-something years to tell you this. You're my son and I love you. Following a couple of days, I'm standing in front of everybody in the conference and I'm telling about reconciliation, the love of the Father, how he can become a dad to you from heart forgiveness. And so I, after I finished speaking, I talked about forgiving one another. My father from Wanganui stands up, walks over to my natural father wow. and embraces him. Wow. So good. Wait. And then my natural father, who hasn't talked to my natural mother in 45 years, walks over to her. Reb, sir, sister, here. Forgive me. Entire church. I'm watching this incredible thing unfold in front of me heart forgiveness. You know people know Tata they don't care how smart you are. They just want to know, do you love me? Would you forgive me? And sometimes you have to go through your prison experiences, like Joseph, to be prepared for the palace. Because God is not interested in the palace, He's interested in your character. between the promise and the palace is the process. And the process gives you the character you need to stay in the palace. And some of the lessons that I found here, can I just grab a tissue, is that all right? I love you, Sam. I seriously do. I'm so proud of you. All these years, man. Look at you now. Look at you now. I'm going to blow my nose just. <laughs> you actually said to me, before I finish, you said a lot of things to me years ago. You told me a story about there was some school kids and something happened in the school and all their parents were pulling the kids out. But one dad rang his son. And everyone's pulling this out, pulling it out. And this dad called his son and he said, keep your head stay." those words. We are doing what we're doing today because the father figure saw the kid who had no education, no big things, and a lawyer, accountant, man of God, takes a kid, puts him in his arms, loves on him. We are the fruit of your ministry. We are over the wall. In the next month, your children from, her, from here in church Unlimited, Tavira and Sina and Sean and Nikki, are about to go and live in Cambodia. They are the vine that's gone over the wall. We've actually planted a church in Wellington. We are your children. We have gone over the wall. I want to encourage you as a family, keep doing what you're doing. We rely on you. You are the older brother, and we trust him. And as you continue to sow the field and plough, that our lives will change for good. I'd like you to stand with me, please. Thank you, Lord. Today I want to give an opportunity to, for those who don't know Jesus Christ. Maybe you came in today, you're looking for an answer. You're looking for a father. You came into the right place. There is a father in heaven who loves you. Papa God, he's not a God up there, he's a God who's personal. He's a father, he loves you, he loves you so much the Bible says that He loved you so much He sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross for you. And all you have to do is recognize that you need Him. Just like I needed a father, you need God Himself. And so today the Bible says that He died on the cross and He took the punishment of your sin so that you can be saved. Maybe you come angry, maybe there are things going on in your life that just don't make sense and you need an answer, Jesus is your answer. In fact, the Bible says he's the way, the truth, and the life. And today I wanna encourage you to make the best decision of your life by asking Jesus to come into your life. You may say to me, Pastor, you have no idea what I've done, Jesus does and he cares, because there's no sin too big that Jesus cannot forgive. So today I wanna ask any person in this room Maybe you've known Jesus and you walked away from him. You can come back to him. He's personal. He's a loving father. And he's here to forgive. So while every eye is closed and head bowed, I want to give an opportunity to those who've never asked Jesus to come into their life or want to ask Jesus to come into their life again. All you have to do is just raise your hand and we're gonna pray a prayer, asking Jesus to come into your life right now. And that is you, young or old, you're like me, 25 years ago, lost, insecure, had no purpose in life until I found Jesus. That is you, I gave my life to Jesus Christ and my life has never been the same again. I found the peace of God and that is you today. All I want you to do tonight is just lift your hand and we're gonna pray a prayer right now. Lift your hand and say, yes, I need Jesus. I need the Lord in my life. Is there anyone here who will say yes to Jesus Christ? Let me tell you, my life has changed. Forgiveness has come, purpose has come. The love of the Father has come. My life has changed for good and so can yours. that is you tonight just lift your hand ask Jesus to come into your life is there anyone here who will say yes to the Lord just lift your hand anybody one thank you Who who else is going to say yes to Jesus it's the best decision in your life who's going to join this one person before we finish in prayer anyway I really feel there's three or four people in this room You need to get right with the Lord. Come on. All all you have to do is take one step and say, you know what? I'm going to give it a go. When you give Jesus a go, you'll be be surprised about His goodness and His mercy will fill your life. Is there anyone else who say yes? Two, three, who else? Who's going to say yes to Jesus? Come on. I, I really feel an anointing right now for souls to be saved. If that is you, just lift up young men right now. If you want to give your life, Just lift your hand up and say, yeah, I need the Lord. I'm going to say yes to Jesus tonight. Another person, you can put your hand down. Thank you. Who else is going to say yes to Jesus? All you have to do is say yes to Him. If that is you, we're going to pray a prayer. Anyone else who's going to say yes to Jesus Christ? Did you put your hand up? That's fantastic. Thank you. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Pray with me, church. Come on. I really believe there's few more people and you need to say yes to Jesus Christ. Who else is there? Play, play. Come on, if you want to say yes to Jesus, it's the best decision. Someone else is pointing to me. Who else is there? Another person. Thank you. Come on, I believe there's more people to be saved. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else who say yes to Jesus Christ? Anyone else? say yes to the Lord just tonight just lift your hand okay this is what we're going to do if you've lifted your hand to the Lord if there's anyone else that wants to come you didn't lift the hand I'd like you to come to the front we're going to pray a prayer asking Jesus to come into your life if that is you I want you to be brave take that one step and just watch what God's going to do in your life can you do that why don't you come out right now come on who else is there from the top just come and take a line. Is there anyone else? Come on, keep clapping, church. It's great. All right. Okay, we're going to say a prayer, asking Jesus to come into our lives. Does anyone else? Come, 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 Isn't that amazing? Doesn't matter how young you are, hey, Jesus loves you. I wish I gave my life to Jesus when I was young. Would have saved all this rubbish that I went through. Man, look at all these young kids. Maybe I should apply for being the children's pastor for the church. (laughs) We're going, to ask, we're going to say prayer, ask Jesus to come into our yeah. lives. Yeah. It's going to change you for good. It'll change you for good. So we, everyone's going to pray so you don't pray by yourself and it sounds embarrassing, okay? Okay, why don't you close your eyes with me? We're going to pray this prayer together. Say, dear Jesus, dear Jesus I thank you that you love me. Thank you that you died on the cross for me. Tonight I open my heart to you and I ask you to come in Wash all my sins away. Wash all my sins away. Jesus, Jesus, be my Lord and my Savior. Be my Lord and my Savior. I, surrender my I surrender my life to you. Help me to serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Jesus. Amen. 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 Why don't you give me a hand clap everybody. This lady here, I have to follow this lady. She's going to give you a Bible and pray, okay? Oh. That's right. Thank you. Well, let's put our hands together for Pastor Luca tonight.